Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Tuesday edition, three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's a little cooler, a little wetter than it has been. But hey, it's September, a very normal September in Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. Uh, again, I'm Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, back from the election commission, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. Good morning, Mr. York. Uh, how, how was the election commission meeting? Oh, good. A good meeting, good discussion. We're in the process of trying to get some privacy uh, binders to go and vote so people can't look over your shoulder and see who you're voting for. Okay. Just how the- many times? Or how many times? <laughs> we only vote once. One yeah. person, one vote. One per mail. No, but that's, that's a big issue. We go into the paper ballot, so we have to set up situations where people can be private when they make their choices and uh, nobody can look see or interfere with them making their choices so we'll have some special arrangements to do special auditors <laughs> what's that okay folks this is ron hart uh, native son favorite son 1977 graduate columbia central high school ron hart good morning good morning, <laughs> good morning. All right. He got jokes this morning. He's got jokes this morning. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Also with us today, we're pleased to have Jerry Bridenbaugh. He's a member of the Murray County Commission, chair of the Murray County Republican Party. How you doing, man? Good morning, everybody, on this beautiful September morning. It is. It's it's fall, y'all. We're we're there. What's up, Clayton? Ron, what about uh, Biden attending the uh, 9-11 ceremony yesterday? Your thoughts? Well, it's emotional for him. It's got to be tough. He didn't. He didn't actually do the Twin Tower one to celebrate nine eleven. But you know, he gets missed. Yeah, but it's hard to tell whether it's over the terrorist attack or an old Porsche that he used to have. Well, you know, I, actually, he claimed he was in New York on September twelfth, two thousand one, when in fact he was on the floor of the U.S. Senate. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he also quoted a movie this night. He said that "Good Morning Vietnam" song. It's not even a song. It's just what Robert Williams said, you know, right before he opened his radio show, Good Morning Vietnam, <laughs> in the movie. So, I mean, you know, was it Dog Face Pony Liar? Or what, what's the other line he used? He misplaced that line as well. So, it's not looking good. It's hard to embarrass yourself in Vietnam, but he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, when he got up to give that press conference, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, your column this week, folks, Ron has a – writes a column that's in about 60 platforms worldwide, whether it's websites, newspapers, whatever. It's in it's in Columbia Main Street, which will come out tomorrow, and you can see Ron's column there. Uh, but I think it's about Weekend at Bernie's uh, Replay, something like that. It's, yeah. Talks about the Jared Todd, you know, the Mitch McConnells, the, the, the Pelosi's, the Bidens trying to run the country. And it begs the question, who really is running the country? And, and I kind of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of feel pretty strongly. It's the deep state. It's the permanent political class in Washington, D.C. And then the lobbyists, the, most of which these politicians are just puppets for the lobbyists in, in D.C. 
uh, you know, so the, the, just I just wonder how in the world these people, they're not that cognitive. Mitch McConnell freezes up, Pelosi, and they die in Feinstein. They wheel her in a chair, you know, a wheelchair, and just raise her hand to vote. It's just like weekend of Bernie's. There you well, go. Strong Thurman, somebody had to hold his hand up for his vote back in the day. He stayed in there till he was 100 years old. Yeah, and it's too long. You know? and it's, it's just too long. And, well, and the, you reason know, you, the, the reason they do it is just because they got nowhere else to go. They have no other marketable skills. Two, the egos are big. When I, I was at a program at Georgetown University for a while and worked in D.C. for the Reagan administration, they used to have an old saying that Washington, D.C. is Hollywood for ugly people. And that's kind of what it is. Their ego's vested in it. What else are they going to do? They don't let hold of power, even as they wheel them in. And it's kind of embarrassing, I mean, you know, to do it that way. But they got so much, you know, money behind each Senate race. It's hard to, it's hard to unseat the sitting U.S. Senator. There's so much money behind them that people are buying favor. And they got such a war chest going into any election. Um, you know, be it Ossoff and, and, and uh, the, the two guys right now, Democrats and and Georgia are going to be hard. They, they were hard to beat because once you get in there, they throw money at you. And, and well, Ron, they, they get- that, that age thing happens in a lot of industries. It happens in coaching. It happens in uh, public office. You know, I know people right here in Columbia stayed in office when they were sick and wouldn't retire. Just kept kept getting elected. But you know, who's coaching? People- what coaching? Well, you know, a lot of old coaches had to get out of coaching because they start losing. You know. Oh, losing, yeah. yeah, yeah so, D.C., you don't get out because you lose, you stay in. <laughs> but politics is a little different. People maintain their, their mental acuity for a long time. Some do, some don't. And there's no age limit right now. I don't know if that will ever be passed. But uh, people stay in office as long as they're functional. And some stay in office even after they're not functional. You know? some do. Are you concerned yeah. that my, uh, Joe Biden has a nuclear code the way he bumbles around? Joe Biden is not a danger, and I don't know why Joe Biden's age is an issue, and the person that's running against him is only (laughs) three years younger. (laughs) He's a lot sharper. So so age is not a big issue, you know. Biden is handling the country's business and doing what he needs to do, and if he's bumbling or stumbling sometimes, so be it. No human being is 100% all the time. No human being is 100%. No human being is 100% all the time. I would I would kind of disagree with that. Age, What's up, Jerry? Age yeah. is an issue depending on who's in the Oval Office. Um, I was talking with my wife last night, and she goes, didn't they just excoriate Ronald Reagan? Oh, yeah. Because he was too old, and he took naps, and he did all this other kind of stuff. Um, Ronald Reagan had dementia, you, Jerry. You don't, you don't hear anything. No, I didn't he, know he, that. He did after he left office, but no, no, he had it while he was in office. Nancy was handling the business for him. Where I, where I was last year was tough. Yeah, He's right. I was, last year was tough. They hit it. Where I was going with that, um, I, I wonder in the geriatric government that we have now, are we on the verge of actually realizing term limits for congressmen and senators? I hope you're right about that. I just don't see it ever happening. But I think it would be great if it did. But I, yeah. I think Nikki Haley may be right about a cognitive test. Nikki Haley may have it right about a cognitive test. I mean, something. I mean, if you're old and you have to go get a driver's license, there's a level which you got to do exams to get a driver's license at 75. I don't know what what the age is, but you have you can't just renew your driver's license to your 97. Plow into a bunch of people downtown Columbia. I mean, you got to go in there and take a test. 
Well, you know, it's you a, have to it's take a test for a lot of things. Well, you suggested that Biden needs to go down to the DMV and see if he can pass. What? Well, it's, it's he, hasn't, dr- he hasn't driven a car in years. Yeah. You know, most it's of those politicians like, don't drive. Oh, I'm just kidding. The as well, the voters should be more aware of this. Voters should be more aware of this, too. It's really up to the voters. Voters keep putting them in. And the reason they put them in is just name recognition. You think the Bushes, two terms, the Clintons. You know, there's name recognition, Biden's name recognition from the Obama year. A lot of times he's the, at the margin, these are 51, 49 percent races almost all the time. At the margin, a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to politics. They remember an old name like, you know, Hillary Clinton or a Bush or, you know, in the case of, you know, uh, of, of Chattanooga, the Western Womp, Zach Wops, Zach Womp's son, the congressman, he, he got to be mayor. Womp was a name everybody recognized at the margin. They get elected. His family dynasty names tend to get elected years and years of. You know, beating into people's brains that they're politicians and people go in the, the voting box and just remember that name and they vote for it at the margin without thinking much about it. People can stay in office as long as they're effective and they ought to realize that at some point when they're ineffective, it's time to step down. As long as they're doing and making progress, yeah, they're going to have stumbles and bumbles every now and then. But people who are in their 20s and their 30s and their teens, they have stumbles and bumbles also. That's just a human issue. Yeah, you quickly excuse Biden. By yeah, how about Mitch McConnell? Free stuff? Well, well, you know the skills in Biden, and then uh, there's a small portion of America that's supporting someone who's three years younger. That's not a big gap. Well, it's also acuity too, right? There's there's eighty year olds, yeah. and then there's eighty year olds. Yeah, car donkey mobile. Yeah, yeah, that's acuity. You know, car donkey mobile. Trust you know Card- to answer four questions. What's that? What did you say? That, that, that thing that uh, Trump always talks about, donkey car, children, or something. He, they gave him a curity test, and he had to remember four things. I don't remember what it was. But well, he told us he's a stable See, there genius. I go. See, I there I go. I'm not remembering either, you know? What part of stable genius do you not understand, Mr. Yor? He's a stable, stable he told genius. Stable <laughs> genius. A 70 IQ? No, he's not seventy IQ. My gosh, he went. He went to Wharton, and then your boy Biden. He got he paid to go to class. Wharton. He stays top of his class. He finished last in his class of Syracuse. His daddy so paid a, him to get into Wharton, Ron. His daddy you don't had that. plenty of money. You don't know that. That's not how it works. He got kicked out of Wharton and went to a behavioral school, and then they let him come back. He, that's, he was paid. You, that's not accurate. I, yeah, I mean, you get that. The, you know, all that stuff came out yesterday. Of course, it was. I mean, it was nine eleven yesterday, and all over Twitter, all I saw was stuff about how you know the Twin Towers was an inside government job. The the government, the CIA, blew them up. That the it was really a missile. Really, a missile that hit the Pentagon, uh, not not an airplane. You're getting your information from the same places, Mr. York. That's no, Looney Tunes stuff. That's, That's Looney Tunes stuff. About it's a conspiracy and it was an inside job. I actually watched the plane go into the building on on nine eleven. I was in Jamestown to having breakfast, so I'm not a conspiracy jerk, you know. That, that's I was there too. Actually, I was landing in, in D.C. I mean, uh, Washington. I mean, New York City when it happened too. I got stuck up for thirteen days. What happened? I think. I think the conspiracy piece is. And I don't. I don't believe it. Is that somehow it was a government inside job? That's that's ten hat stuff. I can't imagine that. Well, that's by the same token, that stuff Mr. York's talking about is ten hat stuff too. No, that's not ten hat stuff. That's real. Yeah. Right. Now, what are you saying? What's Mr. York's theory? 
<laughs> that was something about Mr. The Trump's got a 70 IQ and his daddy paid him, paid him to go to a well, paid for him to go. Did. Trump, uh, uh, yeah. Del, I almost call you Trump. <laughs> daddy did call. It paid for everything. Well, uh, my mom and dad paid for me to go to Vanderbilt, so what's the big deal? Yeah, and I, I, you went in on legacy and all that good stuff, you know, just just like Trump. He he had it. He had it. Legacy way. warden. His his dad was almost an immigrant. They made all the money. His dad. And, was and so you're guy. faulting me for that, Mister Or. No, I'm not faulting yes, you. Yes, you are. You're saying that like it's a You just got a hand up. You're saying that's like Trump had a his daddy, Trump's daddy had money, so he had a hand up. So, well, how about you the last had connections, years? so you had a hand and up. And you went to Grambling on the GI Bill. Was that not a hand years, up? Right? Yep, that's a hand up. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about yeah. for the last 25 years, an African-American get into Vanderbilt with like a 1100 SAT when a white guy has to have 1450? How do you know that? The, see, that, you that's at, where the, the fallacy is at. You always... Yeah, people the, always come up with what the score the was, and they don't have look access at, look to any scores. Look you at don't the have any case, access. Look at the UNC case. Look at the Michigan case. Big discounts. Not a few points. 300-point discounts last 25 years. You don't know that. I do know that. I saw That's it. propaganda. It's always, when it comes to having equity in education, it's always they scored lower than th- this person. You don't know that. I do know that. Read the discovery in the Michigan case, in the Texas case, in the North Carolina case. You will see African Americans with 200 to 400 points lower SAT scores than whites and Asians at Harvard. It's, so, it's a number. You don't want to hear it. It's what it is. So who, who's been fair? If, who's been pretty poor the last 25 to, years? If, if schools are trying to create equity, then that's some things that they got to change and they got to work through this issue. And it shouldn't be okay. anything that where the majority gets all the all the education advantages and the minority gets none. Okay, so you justified it. We are a multicultural nation, Ron. I know that. It's not going to change. What majority and what minority? I mean, yeah, that's not the argument. We all have real experiences. Well, I I debated on whether or not to say this, but from a real life experience, Jim, my daughter went to a private college uh, on scholarship. She was a a good athlete. And as we read through the admission materials, her score on the ACT got her a 50% presidential scholarship academic. That same score for a minority person got them a full academic scholarship. And the only difference between the two was... My daughter was white, and the others were not. And and that's not well, a racial comment. That's a matter of fact. It was in the university materials. The same student with the same ACT score got a higher scholarship based on their minority status. Did that affect your daughter's education? It pushed somebody out. It doesn't matter whether it affected her education I mean, or not. It didn't affect your daughter's education. I don't know what you're complaining about. It affected my it wallet. Pushed somebody's, it pushed somebody out, Mr. Sure. Zero sum game. It gave somebody a. It gave well, somebody a full. Some white kid from Appalachia. That's, or that's not all the story, Jerry. Yeah, There's it is. probably some other it's, situations nope. that they admitted that minority student. That was they might have needed their athletic ability. That was okay. flat black and white. It was, right. They do it, it at was, Tennessee at UT. They needed their athletic ability, maybe. That was Let's, flat, black, and white on academics. There we go. Let's, Let's take a break. We'll be back. At UT. You say they should go in we'll there. We'll be back. Start 
Phillips Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Has your back been bothering you for years? Can't play golf? Pick up the grandkids? Garden or exercise? Tried everything and nothing works? Call the Dr. Gill Center. We have successfully helped tens of thousands of patients in Middle Tennessee, and you could be next. Call 615-880-9774 and ask about our $49 special. That's 615-880-9774. Because back pain doesn't need to be a way of life. Call me, painfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. We're back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Delphi Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, uh, stepped out of the room. Not sure where he went. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Welcome back. Good morning, Dave. I got a little public service announcement I need to make when you when you introduce everybody. Okay. Native son, favorite son of Columbia, uh, Ron Hart, 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High. How are you, man? Ron, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And Jerry Jerry Bridenbaugh is a member of the Murray County Commission and chair of the Murray County Republican Party. How are you doing, Jerry? Good morning, uh, Delk. Everybody, 1978 graduate, but not of Columbia Central. So just throw that out there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and, of course, Ron went on to... Do great better things. And be- better things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, he he still loves Columbia, and He's- Columbia loves him. Uh, all right, Mr. York, you were not here yesterday, and I don't really want to reopen a can of worms here. And and let me say this: I, I, we we got a, a a message from a listener uh, regarding uh, the situation with Dr. Michael Steele, you know, being suspended from Columbia Central High School. He's now been reinstated as principal of Columbia Central High School. And again, I got a, we got a, a, a message from a listener, which I, I, I'm not, not sure whether I agree with it, disagree with it, agree in part, disagree in part, but uh, it certainly calls me to think more than anything else. More, It was a much deeper uh, response than we've typically gotten on this issue. Uh, somebody who's really devoted some thought to it. Uh, and I hesitate to even bring it up again because I read it yesterday, and it gets you into this public school, private school type thing, and and that's really not what it's about. And 
And let me say this about that, that, you know, I mean, I may have sent my children to private schools, but one thing's for sure, I know as a businessman and a citizen of Columbia, that the future of Murray County and Columbia lies in our public schools, period. There's nothing more important. So, you know, I'm, I'm a public school supporter. Always will be. That is the future of Murray County. Without good public schools, we've got no future. And uh, from workforce to parents to just good citizens, we've got to have. So I, I reject the public school, private school, uh, you know, dichotomy. Uh, we've got to have. We we simply do not have a good future without uh, public schools and good public schools. And the better the public schools, the better the future is for Murray County, period. All right. Here's what our listeners said, though. Steele's leadership style was effective and necessary because parents who cared took the easy way out and sent kids to CA, Zion, Agathos, etc. If we had all if we had all that parental involvement in public, we'd be a top decile school system. Apathy allowed good, fam- good families to leave. Command, control, and strength will be necessary to bring them back. Short-term kids may benefit from private school strength. Longer term, it hurts our community. Therefore, those same kids, by having weaker public schools, you have to have balance for the healthiest community, and there is none. Private has stomped a mud hole in public for the last decade. Longer term, that hurts private and public. You know, that's that, that's somebody who's devoted some thought. Uh, whether you agree with it or not, it's. I think it's a deeper analysis than we've heard uh, otherwise. Uh, Miss York, you got any comment on That's that? That's true. I mean, yeah, one let, of the kids that me, can go to, you know, they go to private schools, they can go to MBA or whatever up, up north or CA, whatever. They, it sucks there's some top-notch students out of there. I know Ed Lancaster didn't. He consciously didn't send his kids to private schools. Send them to Columbia High School. They went on to Vanderbilt and it all did well. Um, so, I mean, you make conscious efforts to, to do that. Sometimes, actually, when you apply for college, you're better off in a public school than a private. They raise the bar a little bit on you at a private school. I do know that. They look, they want more public school kids. But then, you know, if you get all your best students drained away, same thing that Democrats don't like about the charter schools. It kind of drains the better students to the charter schools and leaves you with the kind of ones that, you know, you don't want. So, that's, that's, that's a problem. She's, she's right or he, whoever it is. Well, Dale, let me let me. I'm glad you said that public education is the future of this community. It is. That is well, that is yeah, undeniable. As well, yeah, as well as other communities across this nation. The one thing that happens, or the, a couple of things that happens in public education that that people tend to to not be aware of, or they criticize. Public education is for all students. Students with disabilities, students with behavior problems, students with, you know, uh, learning problems, they try to educate all students. In other countries that we compare ourselves to, they don't do that. They educate the upper class, uh, our caste system, and that's it. They, In private schools, people can afford that. They have a right to send their kids to private schools that they can afford if they want what they think is a improved education, they have a right to do that. Or to homeschool. Or to homeschool. 
But public education is trying to do a, a tremendous job of at least dealing with all kids. There's no kid that they want to throw away. There's no kid that they don't want to educate. They try. Now, we know that human capacities make that impossible on every level. People learn basically like the population in our in, in, in our society. Some people are very, very smart. Some people are smart. Some people are average. Some people are not so average. And some people just can't seem to grasp it. But the public education system tries to educate all of those students, and they get blasted for it. And, and we want to compare public education to private education when private education takes the cream of the crop, like, like Ron said. They don't deal with those kids that are special in many cases. So we're dealing with two different things, apples and oranges, instead of dealing with oranges. So I think, yeah, go ahead, Ron. Yeah, my kids went to Westminster in Atlanta. It was a really tough private school, and I got in. Thank you know the good, you know, they had a hundred boys, a hundred girls graduate one year. My daughter was there, and they had a hundred boys, eight sixteen hundred, eight perfect SATs. And it's not for everybody, right? I mean, my my daughter never thought she was smart until she graduated from medical school after Vanderbilt and all that, because she just thought she was average. Because the kids were so smart there. I don't know that I would have done well there because I was ADD and I don't know if I could have sat down long enough to absorb it. But fast forward 20 years, the dean, the, the headmaster comes after me for money and a bunch of people for money. And I was in the, in the business of managing money for wealthy people. And I told him, I said, here's your problem. You're the best school in the South by any quantitative measure. But you have not had anybody, let me underline, anybody come out there and make a lot of money because you don't let the ADD kids in. You don't let the creative kids in. Anyone gets out of line, you kick them out. And you don't have anyone who will get out of the box. You create a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, which is fine. They're going to make two, three hundred thousand bucks a year, but they aren't. They don't have buildings named after them. They don't donate a billion dollars or half billion or ten million back to the school. This school's been the best school in the southeast for a hundred years. They don't have a single graduate who's going out there and made a lot of money. Here's it's something else. If they're comfortable in the world, so a here's, different here's something else, Dale. Yeah, public but, education, class sizes are 25, 26, might be up to 35 students. In private schools, it's probably 8, 9, 10, 12. Okay, but I, as it, I said, I, I don't know, I know yeah, a I, kindergarten I, teacher right now in Murray County has got 25 kindergarten students. Now, you're going to have in that population some kids that are very smart, some kids that might be able to get it, some kids that are average, some kids that are not too average, and some kids that are having difficult problems. She doesn't have any assistant to help her with that. Okay. Well, I mean, what Ron's talking about is a whole different arena that I'm familiar with, but it's, it's not Columbia, that's for sure. But, Ms. York, what this – and again, I don't think this listener, his comments weren't aimed at comparing private and public. And as I've said, you know – even if you send your kids to private school or support a private school, if you're interested in the future of Murray County, you have to be supportive of public schools. There, that is the future. I mean, the the, the private schools are not, uh, you know, they they're not. They may contribute to the future, but in Maine, the future of Murray County and any other county lies in its public school system. And if we if we're concerned about the future, which I am, then. You, you, I have to be concerned about public schools. Now, 
what this fellow is saying, though, or woman, I'm not sure which, is that uh, Dr. Steele was the kind of person uh, who uh, could his his personality, his leadership style was such that uh, parents who are considering private schools would have enough confidence in him to allow their children to remain in public schools. That's what he's saying. Or she's but Del, let, yeah. let, let, the whole the public steel, the, the public steel issue is a personnel matter between the director and steel. It's not. It's not a, 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 up for discussion. That steel reports be. to the no, director. No. Steel reports to the director, and she discussion. has approximately eighteen thousand employees. The school board has one employee, and that's doc, the director. And I keep saying this, people don't understand. She didn't get rid of the the the, the, the principal. No, he's she been only, reinstated. He's been reinstated. Only disciplined that that person because they did something that she felt was probably insubordination or out of order. Well, so are that you happens that in every public business. Sentiment has nothing to do with him being reinstated. That public sentiment that they like him, the way the kids he like him. He only got suspended, Ron. That has, he only got suspended in the first place. All right, we're, we're about to, we're, we're about to uh, take a break here. Now, when Ron and I graduated high school here in Murray County, uh, Columbia Academy had maybe a couple hundred students. Uh, Zion didn't exist. Agathos didn't exist. And I don't remember anybody who homeschooled their kids back in the 70s. Uh, and what's happened in the last 35 years is we've gone to a situation where they're just doing rough numbers yesterday, Mr. York. Uh, and these are very rough, you know, give or take 15%, maybe. Who knows? But approximately 20% of our school-age children in Murray County now are either in private schools or home schools. When Ron and I graduated from high school, that would have been like 2% or 1%. Yeah, it was CMA, too. Yeah. Most kids were in, in a growing- else shipped off the elementary school. And in I would say county, Del- that's that's helpful yeah. to the pocketbooks of taxpayers. They got private schools. People that can afford can send their kids to private schools. But but what and, and that's a good thing. That's but, not bad. Yeah. But what this listener was talking about, if I understand him correctly, was the kind of leadership style that would retain uh, these good students in the public school system. And he and he or she felt that Dr. Steele had that leadership style. Well, or has it? Feel, I wonder that listener yeah. think that this all the students at CA and and, and Zion and Agathos are going to start running to well, not Agathos, but but yeah, uh, going to run to Central because Dr. Steele is the principal over there. Is that what they're saying? No, I think we're saying I mean, he's saying that the, the best academic people. There's oftentimes private schools where the parents have money to send them. Or it's a religious thing. They want they want to have a religious education that you don't get in in these in these the non-religious in these uh, public schools have kind of gotten religion out of it because of you know for different reasons. So I, you know I don't know. More secular, you know, public education become more and more secular, uh, and a lot of parents have a religious reason. It's more I, think I think he's saying that 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 go ahead, Jerry. Principal Steele's leadership style could keep people at Central. Don't know that they'll bring them back. Um, but it could really well keep them from going to private school right. and, solely and on that. And Ron said slow, slow down a 35 yeah. year trend yeah. of exodus from Murray public schools and to there's private other, homeschools. There's other to be said. Steel is not. 
Steele oh. is not the only person yeah. with that leadership style. A lot of people have leadership styles that's very similar. But, you know, if that's if that's the issue, he's still there. Nobody's terminated his employment. No, no, he's still there. He's been uh, reinstated as, as principal of school. I just thought that, that this listener, you know, I mean, look, look, we've spent 20 minutes. He causes us to think. Uh, and or she caused us to think. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm not sure whether I agree or disagree or agree in part or disagree in part, but it, it, it's the most thought-provoking statement I've heard about the situation at Central yet. The, the other element, though, Del, is what kind of leadership style does he present to his superior? If his superior deems his leadership style effective, then he'll keep his job. He'll be there for a while. But if she deems his leadership ineffective, then there's going to be conflict all the time. Well, I mean, we are all illustrating my point. He, th- this statement provokes thought and discussion, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I mean, but that's a good thing. I just hope the best for him. You know, if his leadership style is good for the community, then use that leadership style. But when it comes to your superior... Whatever your leadership style is, you need to be conducive to uh, adjusting to deal with your superior. Okay. Okay. Yeah, big differences in, in, in school. When I was there in the 70s, you had DuPont, Monsanto. You had sons and daughters of engineers who were very right. bright. Uh, they were that were in school there, and then he had some really some you know kids that weren't that bright, and we all got along. They they had AP classes and honors classes, and you know Chamberlain taught us English and things like that. You had you you, you could have different tracks for people, but you can also play sports together, and, you know, be social together. But you, academically, you cannot slow down the whole class just you know at the level of the slowest. You got to kind of give the highest the level to. To go after AP classes, etc., and that's what he's trying to do. I'm assuming. All right, that brings up a good, yeah, 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 that's good discussion. Let's. We need to take a break, though. Let's take a break and come back. Get it on the flip side. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. If you 
happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. When you see the happy face on our truck, you'll be smiling cause you know that you're in luck. When you fixed up and you know it, healer solved it like you hoped it. If you're happy and you know it, shout it out. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Avenue and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Mark Carey at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of southern middle tennessee join us help us call us front porch radio delt kennedy thank you for listening that justice is the one thing you should always find you gotta saddle up your boys you gotta draw a hard line 
Tuesday edition. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Clayton, you've been getting some messages over there. Uh, you yeah. want to read that last one? Yeah, uh, I got one from uh, a friend of mine who's a private school parent, and he said, uh, somebody like Steele would make it more likely. His dismissal would have made it a never for us. Uh, and Yeah, I mean. So sort of reaffirming what the listener said. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Let me make that announcement if you don't forget. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Mr. York. Go right ahead. Oh, down in Lewis County, big Democratic Party cornbread and bean dinner on September 23rd, 1130 to 2.30 p.m. They're yeah. at the Farm Community Center down there in Summertown. So if you want some beans and cornbread, go join the Lewis County Democratic Party down there on September 23rd, 1130 to 2.30. Hey, we're actually going to have a, a lady on from the uh, Lewis County Democrat Party this Friday on the Front Porch Happenings with Delk Kennedy on our sister station, WKRM, who's going to be talking about this event down at the, uh, the farm. Yeah, Friday, 11 o'clock on WKRM. Then I have Wallace, to ask. I have Wallace. to ask for equal time. Okay, Jerry. I, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right. absolutely. Jerry, Bryden. I figured out to wake him up yeah. over there. Um, October fourteenth. All right. At the Ridley 4 H Center, the Murray County Republican Party, is having their Reagan Day dinner. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, you can go to our website and order them. We are uh, having Congressman Andy Ogles as one of our speakers, and oh, uh, Congressman goodness. Congressman Wesley Hunt out of the 38th District of Texas is yes. coming in to be our keynote speaker. Yes. Uh, okay. We're also planning some other events, possibly a panel discussion and uh, some other things going on. It's going to be a, a big time. It's our major fundraiser of the year. Uh, but that's Murray County Republican Party. Go to the website, order your tickets, Ridley 4-H, on October 14th. All right. And the Lewis, Lewis County Democratic Party meeting is, what's the date and time, Mr. York? September 23rd, uh, 1130 to 2.30. All right. And we've been hearing from Jerry Breidenbaugh, who's a guest with us this morning. He's on the Murray County Commission. He's also chair of the Murray County Republican Party. And, Jerry, thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you. All right. Ron Hart, native son, favorite son of Columbia, uh, 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School. How you doing, man? Ron, can you hear me? That's perfect, Mr. York. Uh, the Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. You there? Hey, I am. You there? Yeah. Here we go. We got you. Hey. Again, okay, yeah, I'm back up here. Yeah, it's perfect, Mr. York, that y'all have uh, bread and beans. That's where the policy of the Democrat Party will lead the whole nation. We'll all be at. Perfect. Well, you know, it's the Lewis County Democratic Party, Ron. Once in the, the, your leaders in D.C., they don't eat that. They got steaks and nice food. Well, up what there. do your leaders <laughs> eat? What do your leaders eat? <laughs> I think we're a little more yeah. egalitarian, you know, top to bottom. But you're right. I mean, look what the limousine liberals who run the party eat versus you got beans and cornbread, you said, for the proletariat. I don't know. I think you got to think about it. Yeah. Now, let me let me say this okay. about that past discussion we had. Yeah. One of the things that people don't realize is that employees and, and supervisors have a unique relationship. 
I supervised people for 27 years, and I've suspended people, and I've terminated people because of their behavior or their inability to get the job done. That seems like it's something brand new to public education. Because we have tenure, because the, the climate is not conducive to saying, hey, I expect you to do a job in public education, and if you're not doing it, I'm going to challenge you by not, you know, it's not the desire to always terminate people, but you want to change their behavior as best you can. So I, I never wanted to fire anybody, but I've had to. But I try to change their behavior by counseling with them, talking to them, training them, suspending them. And, and termination is the last. Think how much money has been invested in that employee and then you terminate them. You've got to start all over again. So the big issue, sure, I, I think, I is listen. people don't understand how to supervise employees or what's required because they've never had anybody reporting to them. Well, if I can, if I can jump in, jump in, Jerry. If I can jump in real quick, so I kind of stayed quiet the last session. This last section, this, and and yeah, we've been. This is like a a, a bicycle wheel. I mean, there's a hub that we're talking about, and then spokes go out in all different directions. But going back to what Mr. York was just saying, supervising and and discipline of both employees and and students and that kind of thing. My and I have to admit, I mean, I've been away from the public school system for over 15 years. All four of my daughters graduated from Murray County public schools. Uh, the three that have children, um, one uh, is uh, two of her daughters are in Columbia Academy, my two oldest grandchildren. Uh, two are being homeschooled and two are in Murray County Elementary Schools. So we have a, a across the board experience as far as, and the reasons are different. I'm not going to go into why or, or anything else, but um, we were talking during the break and one of my oldest daughter uh, who was in the band at Columbia Central back in the um, late 90s. And by the way, she, if I'm not mistaken, that was the last band to win two consecutive state championships. All right. Um, but um, they, uh, Mr. Brown was the director then, and Mr. Brown drove his band like a Marine Corps drill sergeant, yeah. um, and the kids respected him. Sometimes they hated him, but they respected him. And I saw him twice when they went on trips. They went to the Sugar Bowl one year. They went to the Fiesta Bowl one year. And he would warn them before they leave, you will behave yourself or you will go home. And you will have to explain to mom and dad why you got sent home. And sure enough, when they were out in Phoenix, I think it was one, maybe two students acted up. Don't know if they broke curfew or what they did. And Mr. Brown had their their um, – I'm trying to think of the right word now. But their chaperone take them to the airport and fly them home. Oh, wow. And and they when they got home, they had to explain to mom and dad why their trip got cut short. And they didn't get a march in the halftime show because they had broken the rules. But they responded to that. And our children, whether we want to admit it or not, do respond to that. So discipline is important in the schools, without a doubt. And and I think Mr. Steele, from what I'm hearing, brought that discipline and that respect to the principal's office. Um, but I also agree with Delk, your first comments. It is the responsibility of the state and local government to provide high-quality public education. And I don't agree with Mr. York often, but I do agree with him on this topic that it is very difficult to have, and there are over 12,000 students enrolled in Murray County Public School right now. Right. Over 12,000. And that is a broad spectrum of students. It's a broad spectrum of personalities and skill sets and everything else. And try to manage that and provide 
a high-quality public education, I envy these folks. I mean, they have a hard, hard job Agreed. in front of them, and we need to support them. We need, we need to pay them well. Um, and that falls on us to do that. I agree. Um, but uh, but I, I do agree with that. They, but uh, but discipline is a lot of it. And I think Mr. Steele, from what I'm hearing, brought that, and the kids respond to that. Okay. Jerry, but this is my point. Mr. Steele brought discipline to the school system. That's great. What about his discipline to his di- director? Is he disciplined when up? he's being supervised? Yeah, good that's point. my point. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, Mr. Jordan. As far as I know, Mr. Steele, and again, I don't want to get too far off into this, because, and, and for transparency reasons, Director Ventura reports to my committee on the county commission. She reports to the admin committee. So we get reports yeah, from her every week. you're not responsible so for Ms. Ventura. I'm, I'm not responsible. And I, I say that because what I'm about to say is it's my understanding that Mr. Steele was suspended because he questioned why he wasn't informed right. first of the goings on on the school board of your committee what business is that of your committee jerry when when the school board has one employee and that's dr ventura you have no responsibility other than funding the public schools that's your responsibility as a commissioner that's very true mr york but we we take how the school board does things into consideration when we look at the different areas of funding the that they ask board, for. school board, exactly. The yeah. school board, not not Dr. Ventura. You look at the school board. I, 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 you get in a can of worms. Yeah. I think I think the Murray County Commission is their is their dollar. They got every right to ask whatever questions they want, as long as they're yeah, funding they the schools. They can ask questions to the school board. Well, they can ask questions to Lisa Ventura as well. And we have the opportunity every month to question Ms. Yeah. Director Ventura directly. Well, they're spending the money. They they deserve answers. Yeah, All right. I, 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 I ask you, don't get involved in the personnel matters between a director and her people. Ron, you had a comment. That, well, that's a that's different issue. That's a different issue. I've looked at it from the outside looking in. This seems like between her and him. He's She's mad at him because, because she told him something on that shooting, that guy on the campus with the AR held it from him. He was mad about it. They got a meeting. They disagreed on something. And this is a personal matter between the two of them. I don't think that's rightful for one person to have a personal grievance against one employee and fire him when the the school system likes this guy and and he's done a great job. You can't let your interpersonal you know, things that go, go, well, go against he, what the public he, wants. He Nobody's fired anybody, Ron. That was behavior modification. The suspension is a behavior modification, too. All right, big discussion. He has been pushed back against her on, on, on the issue of fact. He has been reinstated. And uh, uh, certainly, Lord, our listeners' statement has provoked more.